Welcome to your number one source for technological innovations, ideas, and strategies for your business. Multiply your business's equations and put the odds in your favor. Now, live from Club ITHQ with your hosts, Ben and Sam, this is Tech Factor. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Friday. This is a Tech Factor quick wrap. I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And this is the tech, factor. the tech Factor. I wanted to do it at the same time. We got it that time. That was pretty good. So we're doing a quick wrap for Friday. It's Friday. Uh, so what we normally do on a Friday is we will talk about a couple of different items. And uh, Sam, I'll let you lead the charge far away. Yeah, sure. So this one is a, a very interesting one, actually. This one came in earlier in the week. It's Toll has revealed it's suffering its second ransomware attack for the year. So yeah, that well. one's, um, I'm <laughs> sure those IT guys are having an absolute ball at the moment. Um, they come down with an infection to a type malware known as the uh, Nephilim. Um, so pretty much I can guarantee that someone will probably be getting sacked. <laughs> or they will left their job the day before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that, that was an interesting one as well. We found the, um, the was it? The CIO, yeah, left yeah, the, the day C- yeah, the CIO recently left just before this all unfolded. Yeah, it, it is interesting. I mean, it's, it's it's I guess it's a case of whether culturally whether they've t- whether they do take their IT seriously and and maybe you know I mean uh, m- maybe they don't I mean maybe they do maybe they don't but if they don't take it seriously maybe the CIO left in frustration and said look you know we need to spend the money we need to do these things and they said no we're not doing it. Uh, and then this type of thing happened, or conversely, it could be, you know, net, net equals there. I mean, we don't really know the, the yeah. backstory there. And well, they're saying here certainly. that their official statement is this is unrelated to the ransomware incident we experienced earlier this year. Well, that's, of course, you're going to say that. But they're saying Nephilim became active at the end of February 2020, and it's not known exactly how it was being distributed. It's most likely through exposed remote desktop services. And um, I mean, that's the stupidity of it. There shouldn't be exposed remote desktop services and organization at large in the first place. No, definitely uh, the, not. The, the, look, the, look, the reality of it is that, um, you know, they say, well, it's not related. Well, what I would say is it, it is related. It's it's a uh, IT security issue that's recurring. Now, whether I, I get it, it's a different type of malware. You can say it's coming from a different attack vector, but it all goes back to the same cultural approach to cybersecurity. And if you've had a, an, one instance, you've had two instances in, you know, look, I'm not, look, I am not saying, look, it is possible to get unlucky. You could have just gotten really unlucky. And I, I get it, that does happen. Uh, but it still goes back to a cultural thing. It still goes back to a certain approach on cybersecurity. The fact that it could have come through an exposed uh, remote desktop services uh, portal or through some kind of exploit there indicates that they haven't really learned the lessons from the first ransomware attack that they that occurred. Now, whether it came from a different attack vector or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, when these types of events occur, you need to have a complete look at your cybersecurity and you need to really try and lock down what you can. And an organization toll size, they should know better. They have the resources to do better as well. Yeah, I mean, well, the well they've said, here, well, what what's in this is that you've definitely learned something 
Last time it took them six weeks to recover from it, but they're saying they should be back up and running by the end of next week. So I guess that's something. Yeah, so they they actually um, they fixed their backups last yes. time around. So oh, they said, oh, we better make sure the backups are working, but then they forgot and about their, the rest their of Their email is now using cloud-based platforms and a few other things like that. So they have, so they, they, they have been making that. some progress, but by the sounds of it, they just weren't quite there before they got another attack. It's it's just crazy how far behind they are. Um, it's, it's just nuts. All right, so I've got one, and I guess sticking along the cybersecurity theme, it's the uh, so Australian Federal Police are actually investigating uh, superannuation early access fraud. Uh, so what's been occurring uh, has been so so for those who don't know, so as part of the COVID nineteen measures, uh, the federal government uh, created a, a program to allow people to easily access uh, the super. Uh, if they wanted to early access the super, uh, at no, uh, you know, novice super when you access it, it comes with massive charges and costs if you're not at retirement age. This allowed people to access, I think it was up to $10,000 of their super uh, with literally uh, no consequence, so no physical cost to that. Uh, get quick access to some quick money for those who needed it. Now, the intention of it, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like it was a, quite a reasonable thing to do though mm. uh there's been a lot of negative consequences of it and i've it's not just around cyber security i've heard stories about uh real estate agents and and landlords you know requesting oh we'll take your money out of your super to pay you to pay your lease uh, which i don't think is appropriate so there has been a little bit of that as well and so it's not just about the cyber security aspect but with the cyber security aspect because it's such an easy uh and almost a bureaucratic free process to gain access this money, uh, cyber criminals have identified this as an opportunity, and uh, they've had instances that they've now reported where they had one particular instance where a number of bank accounts, uh, totaling one hundred twenty thousand dollars, had been frozen because they had been suspected of uh, fraud of accessing this. So that would be uh, obviously twelve uh, clients' superannuation accounts that have been compromised. Yeah, and that, now, that's, that's a fair bit too. But they're talking about, I mean, they've already up to, so the Australian Taxation Commission has said that uh, 1 million applications for early super withdrawal has been approved, totaling more than $9 billion. So uh, this, we've got one instance of $120,000 fraud. There's going to be a lot more than that when we're talking $9 billion. But the, the, the scary thing about it is that um, basically what they uh, had hinted at was that in this instance it seemed to have, uh, come from, uh, say, a tax agent had been breached. So their their systems had been breached, and as a result of this, the cyber criminals got access to that information, and then they were able to go ahead and apply for the early access and get access to that superannuation money. So what we're now seeing is that uh, it's and it's going to happen is that a lot of these tax agents and a lot of these smaller accounts that have access to client information, they are a tax agent, a registered tax agent for their clients. They're going to become massive, massive targets for cyber criminals because, you know, if you can get a quick ten thousand dollars from the government by just by pulling some information, if you get access to a tax agent or an accountant, and you can just jump on and um, with their credentials log in and pull inf- pull uh, money out of someone else's some client system, I mean, you know, if you can do that without really being traced, and there are a number of ways that they could potentially do that, there's lots of lots of money they can get access to really, really quickly. It's a it's a quick. Um, Grab quick way to yeah exactly and that's a massive issue so from a cybersecurity point of view honestly right now if you're an accountant you're a tax agent and you're not investing money in your cybersecurity you, know, you, you really need, you need to be doing it you need to be doing it right now because you are going to be targeted 
And we know for a fact that uh, targeted attacks matter whether you have your antivirus, your malware, you know, whether you've got two-factor on it. There's still up to, I think it's about 25 or 27% of uh, target attacks still make it through. So if someone's going to target you, they will find a way to get in and you're going to need to make sure you've got bloody good cybersecurity in place to, to mitigate against that. So really serious 100%. issue. If you're an accountant or you're a, a tax agent right now, you know, make sure you get your cybersecurity checks, take it seriously, spend the money. Because the thing is, you're, you no doubt, um, as a tax agent or, a, or someone who um, is an accountant, uh, well, well, a couple of things. One, you know, if your client's data get exposed, that's your business gone. I mean, you, you know, basically the reputational damage will literally, that'll be it for your business. But, uh, you know, right now, from a resourcing point of view, they're probably already heavily stressed, uh, stretched with JobKeeper and, and all the other things that are going on right now. So, you know, your resources are going to be on a lot of strain and you're going to have a little bit of extra work there. So maybe you might have a little bit of extra financial resource there as well to be able to look at these things. So honestly, take it seriously, have a good look at it. You know, if the opportunity presents itself, you know, check this out because um, it's going to be something you can, that um, these people are going to be targeted by and you need to take it seriously. So massive cybersecurity issue, keep an eye on it because it's only going to get bigger in the current climate. So that's that was my little take yeah, on that. Yeah, so and I've got one more it's going on the rumor mill is um, MBN is set to announce new plans looking at 1050. So, you know, gigabit down and only 50 megabit up, which is kind of an interesting speed here, <laughs> but especially when in the IT we're more looking at, you know, gigabit symmetrical speeds. But, yeah, it looks like by the end of late May, NBN will be announcing these um, under wholesale pricing, which means residents who either have fiber to the premises or HFC connections will have access to a gigabit speed. And, I mean, that's going to be a great win. I, I mean, it, the problem is fundamentally with the the NBN, we, we do have a tale of, of almost two or three different networks because of this multi what do you call it, MTM or um, there's, a, there's a few different terms for it. The terms that I would like to use, I would have to mark this podcast as uh, explicit again, so I can't use those terms. But uh, the MTM uh, method that the MBN deployed meant that people on fixed wireless or on fiber to the node aren't going to benefit from these changes, unfortunately. No, so, so it, at this stage, uh, you know, if, um Speaking from fiber to the node, it looks like uh, NBN a uh, hundred, so hundred up, hundred uh, down, and fifty up will be. Oh, I think it's even forty up. Actually, it will be the maximum limit until they look at an upgrade plan. But and it's probably even less for those on fixed wireless. Realistically, yeah. So it, it, good news if you're on the right technology. So a lot and a lot of that, a lot of that was done in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Like if you. Uh, I mean, I, I know that, uh, for example, uh, when I moved into my new house in my new estate, uh, it was uh, basically uh, built at the same time. There was a transition of, an, of a different government there and a transition of the model, and uh, we, you know, we got in as fibre to the premise and, and we benefited massively from that. Although, unfortunately, our business uh, did not. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so it's just it's crazy the the way it is. But good news, um, certainly. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think 
I should I should also state here that 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 NBN plan that's being rumored is for residential because if we look at NBN Enterprise, we already have uh, gigabit down and four hundred up available to NBN users for enterprise, but this this is aimed specifically for residential, which residential in Australia has never had access to something like that before. Yeah, and so that's a, um, I mean, that's a really good point. And I, I think you're right. I mean, look, there are a range of ways that businesses could potentially access faster internet. Uh, you know, there are also companies that do offer fibre uh, privately. Uh, again, if you're in a regional area, you're very limited in what, Available, you know, additional bandwidth you've got available. But certainly, if you're in a uh, sort of a city area, if you're somewhere, maybe say on the Brisbane or Gold Coast or Sydney, for example, or even Melbourne, Perth, Adelaide, any look, any city that's of any significance, any even metropolitan Hobart. area, <laughs> even Hobart. Hobart's uh, probably got the best <laughs> smallest area. They, you know what? Because Hobart, they they did the full trial in Tasmania. They did the it, full it, NBN it's, trial. It's the they, full trial. It, didn't they even use um, power lines when they were running fiber down mm, there too? They did. They? Yeah. So they 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 yeah. Tasmania was a great test bed, and they ran um, all the latest tech there. So Tasmania is actually a beneficiary of being the the lab. For NBN and uh, they benefited quite substantially. Well, there you go. At least there's one win for Tasmania. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, they won't be seeing many tourists anytime soon, but uh, they'll certainly uh, they've got the benefit of great internet to uh, to watch everyone else do their lives. So uh, I might just fire on one more. Let's uh, let, 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 let's do the article. Let's do it, Sam. So uh, this is a great article. More people seem to be watching porn on work devices. And it's a cybersecurity problem for employers. So the, uh, I guess the real big talk about today is cybersecurity and about this current climate is creating more and more threats. And one of those threats is people working from home using uh, employers' devices, uh, accessing porn. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming, Sam, with your uh, work laptop, you've ne- you don't act well. I won't say never, but I'm, let's say you, I'm assuming well, let- you don't access porn. <laughs> let's say I don't. Uh, don't is don't is really that's a great answer. An <laughs> um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. No, it doesn't happen. No. So uh, good. So <laughs> we don't we don't need to go into detail of, of, no, of this, but we'll and does talk about porn sites which typically host rich media pages. I don't know what a rich media porn site is, and lots of pop up ads are significant source of malware. So. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to the porn websites and, and you'll know those websites, I, I don't know them, of course, myself, but uh, if, you know, with lots of pop-up ads and, and lots of media-rich pages, they are likely to be full of malware and viruses. And, and naturally, again, if you're using a work computer and you bring that work computer back in into work, uh, there's uh, there's going to be some well, problems. Well, the main part of this article that was on Business uh, Insider, Ben, was that they're saying that the history of hackers using people's porn browsing history as a weapon against them. I mean, you've only got to look at the example of Ashley Madison where they used blackmail. So you weren't, then when Ashley Madison was the cheating um, dating website where you went on there if you wanted to cheat on your wife or husband. So when that got accessed and that sent all blackmail out to everyone going, you know, give us your money or we'll tell your husband. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I I agree with you. I think there's definitely you know opportunities for them to do that type of thing uh, in terms of people's porn browsing habits. I, I you know, I, I, I to be honest, I'm not really into any particular fetishes that would really uh, compromise my personal integrity. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, you know, uh, I mean, each to their own. If you know, if you're into a certain type of, of thing, and and you you know, look, the bottom line is just look, uh, like lo- lo- like like sex in real life. Use precautions. Do it on your uh, own computer. You know, do it. Do it on your own computer. Don't do, it, don't do it. On, don't do it on. do it on your boss's computer. Uh, the poor and, IT and you, guys got to fix that after you're finished. <laughs> and I've seen. I've had plenty of stories over the years of. of and having to clean up all kinds of weird and wonderful computers with some very interesting. I think we uh, all have. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, this is the story. It's, it's even it's even worse when it's family. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, and I could just yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not going to name I, any uh, names, but. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh, now, now you've gone into this whole thread in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, okay, there's a certain there's a certain type of porn you would not want to find. On your family's computer, just, and I'll just leave on it at that. Family's that. computer is, is just in general isn't the funnest <laughs> thing to find. Yeah, but it just—I mean, I, I won't—I won't give any tips away. But you know, if you think about it, like there's certain types of porn that I've that I've heard of that people have fetishes of, and if I found that on a family computer, I would be very, very disturbed. Well, he, here's a simple uh, tip for everybody: if you're using a communal PC, incognito mode <laughs> is a thing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so in, in Google Chrome, uh, you click on the little. Uh, I guess it depends on what you know, whether what, what computer you've got naturally. I mean, but- it's not going to protect you from any kind of malicious intent, no. but it will just not save that information on your computer. An ad blocker is also great, and uh, you know, some kind of <laughs> depends how far you want to go. VPN proxy as well. Uh, really, honestly, yeah, just use protection. Be smart. And uh, and definitely do not do it on your work computer one because it'll just create massive security issues for us. You could lose your job over it. I mean, that's the bottom line. It's a very serious matter. You'll you'll find that your cybersecurity um, policies at work probably all, you know, you're only allowed to use your work devices for work. And if if you go against that, then you're breaking rules. And yeah, you are risking your own job. Exactly. So just don't do it. Be smart, uh, and uh, maybe just watch Netflix or something like that instead because. Uh, it's a bit, bit more of a safer option. I'm sure there's some, you know what? I mean, you, you know, you do Game of Thrones or something like that. There's plenty of nudity there. You can, you know, you can sort of figure. Orange is the new black. Whatever. Orange is the new black. Whatever. You know, you're there's, you know, there's. If you want a little bit of soft core, you can still rely on Netflix and do it the safe way. So uh, you'll be uh, more than secure with that there. So I think that's a great way to finish up the. Uh, I think so. The, Everybody yeah, enjoy the, your Friday. <laughs> Enjoy your Friday, have a drink, uh, and enjoy the, the new easing on restrictions, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. So We'll soon find uh, out. This COVID-19 stuff, you'll eventually have a few friends over for a drink, and, uh, and yeah, I'm sure there will be plenty of NRL players that will be happy about that. So uh, And happy Mother's Day to all our mothers out there. Ha- ha- happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Uh, that reminds me, I better go do some shopping. <laughs> and, uh, Might be a bad idea. Might be a bad idea. So uh, thanks, everyone. Happy Friday, and we will see you guys next week. Take care. Have a great one. Oh, and I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. (laughs) And that was the Tech Factor. Cheers. 